and the rest will be added unto you. I don't. It ain't the rest that I'm interested in. I want His kingdom, His righteousness. This is gonna be it, a two-part. It, it is gonna be. It won't be by the time I edit it out. <laughs> this will end up being the shortest yeah. episode ever. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. But um, the heck with it. What 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 have we not shared at this point? <laughs> So, um, me and Ben, I think, are about 10 minutes into just chatting. So, uh, welcome back to the other 167. We're going to get it quick today because we wasted 10 minutes just talking. Yeah. About, uh, <laughs> stuff, yeah. yeah. It might um, be my best stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you always got some good oh, stuff coming, man. brother. So, yeah, I've got 100 different notes that we could talk about. Um, <laughs> but one that I was kind of getting into a little bit, and these all kind of build on each other in a way, so I don't know if I can go through them in the same order and it make any sense to everybody else. It makes sense to me, but okay. that's because of my path with it. But um, I went back to Mark, uh, just finished reading Matthew with the kids and finished Hebrews on my own time with it, and I'm thinking, where do I want to go next with this? And right. I've um, been saying I feel like I need to find a more loving side of, of God, and what better <laughs> way to find, to really get to know God than to look at the Gospels and Jesus and... Um, right. There's some interesting. I want to. I need to read a little bit more before I say some of this stuff. There's some interesting observations I'm finding about Jesus, though. Sometimes that kind of catch me a little bit differently, maybe what I had in my head. Yeah. You know, um, little yeah, things I, I, like, like the sim- the simple things. Uh huh. Um, in the storm, we talked about the storm, and it was in Mark six. Is that? Mm-hmm. Is it Mark, right. four or six? Is the storm? Um, so I went back to Mark because the kids and I just finished finished Matthew, and I thought, well, I'll go to Mark. I'll get a little bit ahead of their reading and be studied up ahead of time before we do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I get through um, about Mark 6 or 7 this week, I guess. The um, parable of the sower is one I want to talk a lot about. Gotcha. That I got a bunch of interesting stuff out of. Uh, I feel like we've been, some of the stuff we've been talking about on the show is talked about in the sower a little bit. Right. We can make it that way, I guess. Okay. Um, but then I get to 6, and this is the simplest little verse. I don't even think I made a note on it. It's got to be in my notes somewhere here. But when they wake him up from his sleep, with the storm going and all this stuff, he doesn't come out onto the boat and give some big speech to the winds and all this stuff. Right. He said, hush, calm yeah. down, or something like, right. something, I, it, it probably depends on the translation yeah. or which So, So it. this is when he's, he's asleep on the... It, it, in the storm in Mark 6, you okay. said? Yeah, and they well, wake him up Mark and they Mark 6 is when he walks on the water. Okay, so this uh, would have been so Mark 4, I think, the then. One. Is it 4? Okay. I think you might be a chapter... Hold on. 4 or 5... So anyway, I, I know the I know exactly the story you're talking about. We're good. So so he's asleep on the at the stern of the boat. Storms are coming up. These are experienced fishermen. I mean the, these are uh, I mean this is what they did for a living. Mm-hmm. Right? So so that when they wake somebody up that they're scared. Okay, you can you can rest assured <laughs> this is a storm and a half. Uh, Jesus basically stands up and uh, he's, he basically says, "Peace be still." Basically, you're right. That's peace, it. Peace it was three words. Up. It was yeah. three. It, it wasn't. Peace, it wasn't. He didn't have to say a lot. No. Like, if I, I don't say a lot to my kids either. I yell, mm-hmm. "Stop!" And they stop. And, and, and the and wind's coming. But it's to like me, knock it off. But see, that's. I think there's something interesting in the simplicity of that he ain't got to say a lot. That's how mm-hmm. much. That's, and he didn't make a big deal. I just, and I, I'm in my mind. And I'm 
I know this isn't biblical, but I'm picturing him walking up from from un, from below deck and just rubbing his eyes, frustrated, like, right. "Why did y'all wake me up for this?" Yeah, you know. And the thing of it is, the kind of boats they had, there was no below deck. Yeah. So, so how he's sleeping with uh, water and the rain? That man was tired. Yeah. I mean, but it also, uh, if if it's the one, I know it, the same account is in Luke, and um, and in that, uh, it's kind of interesting because he tells them, uh, "We're we're going to the other side." And that's another. So it's. You've, I've heard you say that before, mm-hmm. we're going to the other side. And then what I'm saying here is hush, be still. When you just say we're going to the other side, that's a bit, like that, mean, that means a lot when you say that. And I get what you're yeah. saying with that. Well, Jesus is saying, boys, we're going over there. But when you're reading the Bible, it's really easy to just gloss right through that line, we're yeah, going to the other right. side. And you, But no, there's a really important significance in the simplicity of what he says. There's no doubt. There's no questions. Yeah. We're going. Well, I, got, I got work I got to do over there. That's right. And if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember. It's either uh, casting out a demon, or there's some this kingdom work he's doing over there. So mm-hmm. it, it's one of those of no, I've I've got things I've got to accomplish over there, and and Christ knows this isn't his time. Yeah. He, he he knows why he came, and it wasn't to die in a boat ride, right, uh, or a bad storm. At, at the same time, you know, look, we say things all the time, little small. Uh, hey, let's go to the store. All right. Well, I assume that means we're going to go, and we'll get back here safe. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, but for Christ to say it, that's those are the, those are the little things you hold on to, and, and then and you're right, uh, the disciples' uh, reaction. Man, what kind of man is this that he stands up, peace be still. And it, I mean, that's the way the Greek reads is it just quit. Yeah. Basically, I don't know how wind, if you've ever been through a storm like a hurricane or something, there's still a breeze coming through. And no, it, it makes it sound like, no, it stopped right there on a the dime. And that's what boggled their mind is. What kind of man is this? And, mm-hmm. and that's where he said, where, where's your faith? We yeah. said we were going to the other side. Number two is... You, you know why I've come, or at least you should know, even though they, they didn't know until it actually happened, and even then, probably after it happened. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's where, where the rebuke of the faith comes in, or lack of faith, is what, why, why are you so scared? And I think that is the lesson that we have oftentimes as, as just everyday humans. No, we're not in a boat. At the same time, though, think about the storms we, we get scared at. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we, we we make them out to be these huge gales that, oh, my goodness, the house is coming down. We don't know what we're going to do. And Jesus is saying, I'm I'm with you in the boat. Mm-hmm. I didn't leave you. I didn't walk out on you. I didn't say, all right, I'm I'm pushing you, <laughs> getting you in the boat. I'm pushing you off and, you know, do your best. Yeah. No, that's not what he does. And so I think there's a there's some great lessons in there for that. But but ultimately, the whole gist of that whole whole message is, or the whole parable, or the that what occurred that miracle is he's in control of of nature itself Mm -hmm. i mean that's he's he's worthy of worship because he's the one who basically created it but then he controls it that is i was also reading through and we've talked about it before but how many times he told he he performed these miracles and then told people not to go tell not to go share not to go tell it um, he was not there. Think, right? He was not there for the attention. He was not there to have the crowds gathering around. And he wanted to teach, and and, and yeah. there was that. But he wasn't there for the fame or the. Or, and and that's that's clear. If you're, I guess I never knew to look for that in the messaging of it a little bit. When he would say, "Don't tell anybody," I would just think, "Okay, what secret code or something?" Why yeah. would? It, but no, it's, he doesn't want the attention. It wasn't about not the. That's not the right way of saying it. He didn't. He wasn't trying to create. Yeah. Well, he could have easily been. Uh, he could have easily had more followers than any person ever 
window on this earth, comparatively speaking. Mm-hmm. But uh, every time you see a large crowd start to follow him, I think Christ almost, uh, he doesn't necessarily tell them to get gone, but he, 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 he lays to them, like John 6, he feeds 5,000 people. People are 5,000 men. Most scholars believe it's probably closer to 10,000 or more that he fed. People are going crazy. Oh, give us some more of this bread. Give us some more of these fishes, man. Feed us. Hey, this is an endless supply. But, but Christ is not a, you know, he could have easily made himself king. He didn't come to be that kind of king. And he didn't come just to, for the fame. As I said Sunday, he didn't come to do miracles, even though he did them. Mm-hmm. He didn't come to just teach us, even though he's probably the best teacher ever when you read the way he teaches. Uh, he didn't come to heal people, even though he did. No, he came for one reason. That was to save his people from their sins. Yeah. Uh, his name tells us his ministry, Matthew one twenty one. So, so yeah, he could have easily made himself into, but that, he wasn't about himself. He could have made himself into an earthly king mm-hmm. real quick. Yeah. One thing that you said just a second ago about um, it, it just triggered, it's not important at all. It just bugged me when I was editing the podcast last week that I never brought this up. So we were talking about Mary and Joseph, and yeah. there was a part in there where I said something that I meant slightly different, and then I didn't correct it, but I still kind of want to so- go back and say what I meant to say and just see if it changed anything. When we were talking about Mary, and I said, well, that's a, I do have to say that's a tough story to buy. I mean, if I'm on the other side, but I actually wasn't referring to Joseph. I was talking about the townspeople. Yeah. Ha- and you said, well, they had an angel. The townspeople didn't have an angel. No. So no. for the persecution and things, I tell you what, I, I'm, I shouldn't say that. No, I should say this. Somebody made me <laughs> aggravated. Um, I was sending out emails for a good cause, put it that way. Right, right. It that. It was, it was, and somebody usually, you know, I get snide emails back from people, things like that. Most of the time for something like that, you wouldn't. And somebody just had like a little snide reply back. It wasn't anything that bad, but I had said something, I'm passing along some information for a good cause, and they said, well, you need to pass it somewhere else. I'm not interested here, or something like that. And I'm just sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. How, to go out of your way to bother. To be, to, yeah. Why take 10 seconds to be that way? Yeah. Just deleted it just fine. Um, <laughs> but persecution's not always about people. I mean, maybe it's two different words, but adversity as a Christian is not always just going to be people coming and attacking you for your faith. It's sometimes it's just you're trying to be nice and people will be mean to you for it. Or you try to do a good thing and people are going to try to resist you. Mm-hmm. Or you're not doing anything at all. And yeah. people are just going to come get in your way and try to make you mad. Like, there, are, there are going to be variables in your life right. that are sent with the intention to distract you. And you've kind of got to be on guard against not letting them be letting them stay variables and not distractions right. and keeping your eyes focused on what you can, you know, what, what you need to stay focused on. But it is, there is somebody out there that's trying to throw every curveball they can at you to get anything to get you. I had in my notes, this isn't worth talking about either, but I think we're a touch ADD sometimes when it comes right. to God. Well, we, I, we have good intention, then ooh, squirrel. Yeah, but, <laughs> but you remember that text that we, uh, when we talked about that adversary you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, it's First Peter uh, 5, 7, and 8, but he starts out that text with be sober, be on the alert. Mm-hmm. And that sober is don't, don't be carried away or don't be spiritually drunk. Don't be carried away by things that will distract you, uh, lose your focus, uh, make, you, make you less alert spiritually. Uh, and that can happen. It can happen with possessions. It can happen with, you know, somebody may say something and you get all wrapped up in that, uh, the concerns of the world. There's so many ways mm-hmm. that, uh, that those things can happen. That man, you 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 really have to be on your on your guard because yeah, there there are so many things that can take you away or lessen your um, devotion, your your passion for the Lord. So yeah, that, I think the key is be sober, be on the alert because 
It, it can happen over anything. I think after I listened to the show last week, I added a lot of times I'll say things in the description that I think of while I'm in the editing process. It's not been one of those, but um, I think part of the reason God gets annoyed with us for worrying all the time is that that distraction it takes away from we're not we're not useful to Him when yeah. we're worrying about that's something, right. and that's and we sure aren't putting faith in Him, right? Uh, because that's without it, you're not going to please Him. Yeah. That's Hebrews eleven six. So so you got that. I think the 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 very word anxiety in the Greek uh, means divided mind. So yeah, yeah, that's there's a reason that worry. It, it is up there. I'm telling you, it is up there with pride and several others that probably kill your walk more than anything mm-hmm. else. And I would have never quite understood why that was a while back. You know, I don't know when, but it's something I've really learned is that worrying. I, I remember the first time you ever that I ever heard you preach on mm-hmm. worry being a sin. I'd never thought of worry being a sin right. until that time. And I thought, hmm, he's right. It is a sin. I never thought about well, it that way. He told way. us be anxious in nothing. Right. Uh, don't worry about tomorrow. Matthew yeah. six thirty three. Yeah, I mean he's the the funny thing about it was when I heard you preach on that the first time I knew Matthew uh, the, like back in my house that's my favorite verse but right. I never thought that that meant worrying was a sin. Yeah, yeah. He said don't worry trust if you do it it's a sin. I get it now but I never thought about that yeah. before. But I think now I'm starting to understand many reasons and many levels to why that is. It's not just one reason. Right. But another one that I thought about a little bit this week is. Me always saying your will be done, Amen, and that being spiritually, it's it's very spiritually lazy, but <laughs> but but it's deep. But I think the heart of it, you know, well, it's very easy just to say that. But I was thinking about this week. Why is that? Like, is there when I was three years old, Mama says my favorite word was why, 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 why. I always want to know why. But I asked myself that question a little bit this week. Like, why is it that that's such a problem? I get that it is, but what? Let me get a little bit deeper to the root of why that is. This is part of what I sort of think I've thought or came up with or whatever you want to call it. But I don't think just saying, bring me your will and I'll accept it is what right. he's looking for. If you seek God first rather than seek his will and accept whatever that lends, then right. you can get to God fast enough for him to give you a little bit of a, you can chase that will together. You can sort of see, he, not that he's going to give you a, a, a clearly lit path of this is where we're going to go, right. but he can encourage you along the way and show you what, Show you that good things are coming, so you're wanting that will. You're right. seeking that will. It's not just something you're waiting to see what what's in the middle of this box of chocolates or what kind of candies in the middle of the. It, you can be actively looking alongside. You're along with for the ride, okay. along for the journey, and not just waiting to see where you land. Yeah, well, I, and I think I think you're. I, I agree with you because I think ultimately the the best. Best example of that is really looking at, as we've been looking at last week or two in, in worship service, it's how about Mary? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Mary, Mary uh, and I think it's six one way, half a dozen another. When, when the angel comes to Mary, uh, Luke 1, and uh, tells her, hey, you're going to have a baby, this, that, and the other, and here's the plan and all that. Well, you know, she basically says, uh, you get down to 137, 38, 38. She says, I'm the Lord's bondservant. Your will be done. That's basically what he says. And she's humble enough to do that. But then you go to Luke chapter 1, and you get to verses 46 through 56, and, and you begin to see what uh, song there that she sings when she goes and visits Elizabeth. And it's amazing to me. But as you read that, it, it is basically every word in there is a reference to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. I mean, the girl knows it. I, it, it. She knows it cold. 
Because I'm sitting here reading, no, that's that's just like Hannah's prayer, and that's just like Psalm, you know. And, and you're sitting there, and you're thinking to yourself, okay, so was she able to get to that point to say, I'm your, I'm the bond servant of the Lord, your will be done, because she knew so much of that. And I think, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think there's a reason she was willing to say that, because when you when you just bust out in song, or as it says there, uh, that she just when when this happened, she just went off. You know, my, my soul greatly magnifies the Lord. And then she began to talk about how he, he raises up and he raises up the humble. And I, I mean, you just sit there and you're reading it and you're like, this is some deep theology. This girl knows the scriptures. Well, I think that's why she's able to say Luke one thirty eight, mm-hmm. And I think therein lies, yeah, seek first the Lord and then the will. And, and I know for uh, Matthew 6.33 says, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. I understand that. But that's really seeking him. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think there is something to be said of let, let's seek the one that we want to find, Christ, before we just automatically, I just want to know his will and then go from there. No, let's, let's hey, once you know him, uh, the will don't matter. It's, well, that's, it's I think that's maybe what I'm trying to say is that it's not about the where we're going. It's about that we're going there together kind of thing. Yeah, like it's not, that's why you, him. we all want to know where we're going, yeah, right? Sure. Now, tell me where we're going and I'll accept it. Is basically the best that I've yeah. come up with in 38 years. Yeah, and I want to know, you know every bit of it. I, take me wherever you want to go, but just tell me as soon as you can where we're headed. All right. And wake me up when we get there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's Good a luck. pretty cool ride if you'll stay awake and watch some of the scenery of where we're going to go here. Like, I, I feel like it's everything we've done on the show and talked about, it feels like it comes back to that. It's more about the, the steps and the, the wall right. than it is about. I, even, I don't know if I asked you this or if it's just in my random notes, but I mean, it's got. I think I had to have asked. It's got to be from this past week that I thought this, but I think we focus on salvation more than we do anything else. And I, I don't know. Is salvation? Which is. I wish I could find this note somewhere, but which is. I know that salvation is the. Old, I get it. I'm not trying right. to downplay salvation, but I think all we worry about is how do we get to heaven? Yeah. Because well, and that's, hell sounds bad, and yeah, nobody, you know, wants, nobody that. wants that. So. You know what, though? That, even that selfish, all we want, that, we're still just looking at our side of it, right? Oh, yeah. And, 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 and there have been a many in person who, uh, who, who've gotten saved just for fire insurance. I don't, I don't want to go to hell. Yeah, I, and I totally understand that fear or that I'm trying to save myself type thing. But, but you're right. I think even that, we, 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 if that's all we've made our salvation, we, we've truly missed the, the point of a relationship of, wait a second. I get to know this this awesome God that loved me and sent His Son for me. Uh, he wants to, you know, grow me and to become more like Christ. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than just uh, dodging eternal punishment, so to speak. Well, and I've certainly experienced a lot of just the 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 benefits and the walk is what's more. I mean, that's. I think we've said it on the show. We've talked about it at some point before. It's not just about the it, about getting to heaven. It's also about. I, well, I know I said this to you. We're going to face battles one way or the other. That spiritual battle, back to what we talked about before, that was a big phrase that was in my head this week or last week. And that term spiritual battle, I think in my head, I've thought of as I'm the pinata that God and the devil are beating back and forth. Right. It's not it's not God's fault, but I'm the, I'm the bat or I'm right. the ball that right. they're batting back and forth. And it's not that. You're fighting that battle with or without God. You can choose to fight it with him or you can choose to fight it by yourself. It's, the, right. the battle is not him. Right, and that's where I think sometimes we jump to the every everything bad that happens. We just think, why didn't God save this? Why didn't God yeah. do? This? God didn't do that part. The battle was there. Mm-hmm. He's your arsenal. Yep. Use it or don't, but don't get mad at him when you get beat. Right. 
right. You didn't right. use your weapons at a game. Yeah, you've, you've got an adversary. You already have one. And I think oftentimes we, uh, you know, we want to, anything that goes bad, oh, this is a spiritual battle. This is a spiritual attack. It doesn't always have to be that. Uh, it can just be, that's just somehow the way life goes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, for me to sit here and say, well, you know, because I do, I've got a, um, I've got a, I shared with you, I've got a leak under the yeah. house yeah. Uh, that I might have to fix. Uh, and I'm sitting here thinking, and now some people would say, oh, this is a spiritual battle, this is this. And, and, you know, maybe, but at the same time, no, it's an old house with faulty plumbing. And, uh, but at the same time, is it something that hinders me and got my mind distracted? Yeah, but that that's more of, it's not so much the plumbing as it is, all right, Ben, you, are you going to settle your mind to say, all right, Lord, you, you'll handle this, you'll take care of this, uh, you know, rather than me worry about it, I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, that that So it's not necessarily the, the leak is the problem, it goes back to my heart and my mind. So, so yeah, there's a spiritual battle all the time uh, in the fact that there are two kingdoms. We, we studied this in vacation Bible school. It was kind of neat. The kids grabbed it, and it was so amazing. But uh, you have you know, God's kingdom, you have the enemies, and you have Satan's. And those, and those are always, it's a cosmic battle, if you will, uh, between good and bad maybe is a good way to put it. But it's a cosmic battle. But we know who's going to win, and we know who's going to be the, the victor. But it's just... That enemy is trying his best to de- derail anything, anybody or anything that, you know, is, is living for God, pointing to God, or, you know, giving glory to the Lord. Yeah. Anything he can do to stop that. And again, a lot of times, uh, you know, if he can destroy families, if he can destroy lives, uh, if he can mess people up, yeah, that's, that's what he's, as John 10 says, uh, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd who laid down his life. And he says, I came to give life and to give it more abundantly. But he also said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what, it, that's what he seeks to do. That, let's segue that into the parable of the sower then, because I want to talk about that for sure. That was probably something that I, when I read through that last week, I thought, man, that feels like it touches on a lot of the stuff that we've talked about lately. Mm-hmm. So summarize it for me it, I, if I, I need to remember to bring my bible i bring all these notebooks but my bible's on my phone usually i've got a, a physical bible at home too but i don't ever bring it here so that way i can look them up but it's uh mark uh, the parable of the sower and just kind of right. summarize that real quick right. 20 30 seconds whatever yep. yep so so jesus is telling a parable and and this is a parable that honestly uh it causes the disciples a lot of um a lot of angst, too, because mm-hmm. I don't know that they got it. Uh, and so it talks about a man who's going out to, to sow a field, and he's throwing seed. And basically, he's just throwing seed all over the place. And some of it falls on stony ground and produces nothing. Uh, another part of it falls on, um, uh, let's see, we got stony ground. Then we had uh, uh, that it was thorny. it was wet, yet it was thorny, and it gets choked out. Then you have some that it, 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 it takes root. It grows, but then it gets hot, and it the the land's not fertile enough for it. Then you got some that's fertile. The seed lands on it, produces a crop, and so the disciples are are you know. And Jesus was pretty good at at using um, imagery, using parables to kind of okay, this is how it is. Well, we we know that the seed is the word of God. So so the word of God gets sowed in people's hearts and falls on hard ground, and nothing. It's not going to produce a thing. Then, then it falls on some ground that uh, okay, seed takes it. The seed takes root. They seem to be interested in the things of God. 
but it never produces anything. Then, then you have the soil that, oh man, it produced, it grew, and man, there's fruit after fruit after fruit. And I think it goes to, to show that, okay, God's word is being sowed. It's just how we respond to it in our heart and whether it's going to produce fruit or not. Because there are going to be people who, yeah, the, seed, the, the word, it's there for you, but they don't, they don't take it. They reject it. Then there's others, the thorny ground, that, okay, it comes in, but then it gets choked out by the cares of the world. So, so you have one of open rejection. You, you have one of, okay, the cares of this world begin to choke it out. I, be, I become more interested in uh, whether it's power, prestige, um, you know, my position, uh, possessions. I mean, there's so many things that are the cares of this world. Uh, then, then you have others that just that it doesn't take root. Then you have it where it grows. So there's a little bit of um, a an ambiguity or something that I'm not, I'm, I'm curious right. about, I guess that I'm not quite sure. So the seed and that being analogous to the word of God mm-hmm. at the beginning of that though, sounds perfectly in line with what I, I follow that. Right. But when it starts the growing and bearing fruit and all these things, and there's the, the part where it gets scooped up, the, the one that the first the one that falls, the birds scoop it up. I think mm-hmm. the bird is Satan all right. trying to, to come in and intercept that. That's right. And then honestly, as I was reading, I'm thinking of the thorns and everything else trying to choke it out as all the worldly distractions and the things that try to get in our way. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah. the grow, so I, I can see how the seed planted in the right heart grows and multiplies and spreads abundantly. I, so that, that follows through to the end. I get mm-hmm. that end of it. I also understand how it gets choked out by all these different things. But at the same time, I think I could also hear it sort of being as the seed as being the, the not the soul of the person, but the, over the overall good of God's kingdom right. and all that's and all that's in it, you know, okay. if, if if seed is is, is thrown out and it doesn't land, it doesn't take nobody can do anything with it, um, then it's it's wasted, right? right? Um, I love this is by the way in gigantic words on the back side of my notes from Sunday. You said Luke one thirty eight epitomizes Christianity, mm-hmm. um, and then the I don't know if this is tied to, directly to that. I think it's very close but right. it's not about your ability or your liabilities it's about your availability right i love that yep so he can throw god's word out all day long it can be all over the place you can go to church you can listen to it you can do podcasts if you want to you can talk about it you all might day even long. be able to quote it right but if it is just that right then it's going to get scooped up somewhere along the way and then it is no more it, it, you may as well not even throw it out in the first place it could stay in the bag and then be better off yeah the the fertile soil it really does go to the condition of the heart and it goes to the condition of the, um, if you will. So the, the ground would be our heart. Yep. That would make sense. That, yep. that, 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 that's where I'm missing it. There is yep. it's the ground that's our that's the our heart receptive part of it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if if our heart's receptive to it and it can fully get itself embedded down into that bird can't take it, the roots can't get it, it can't wither from the sun. And it'll it'll produce it'll thirty, forty, sixty fold. Right. Right. Uh, versus, uh, and that's why when it talks about. Um, you know, I, I just I was just reading through it while you while we were just going through it, and it says, uh, you know, other seed fell on the rocky ground. It uh, didn't have much soil, and immediately it sprang up and uh, gave no depth of soil. And the sun comes up, scorches in it, and it basically jo- goes away. Thorns choke out the other. Birds get the other. I mean, it's just I think it also goes to show that, you know, uh, when you really stop and think about it, there are a lot of things that compete for our attention, for our heart, if you will. And there, there are several right there. And I think that's maybe where I was taking it from some of the stuff 
that we've been talking about is that stuff competing for our attention, those distractions, those worries, those anxieties, all these mm-hmm. things. I mean, there's so many things we can face day in and day out that are, I mean, I've tried really hard this week, like, you know, always. I've done good sometimes and others not. I've, I've, made, I've set a goal five chapters a day in the Bible. I think I've gotten two out of five or two out of seven, right. something like that. I'll tell you what, I told Mama, I can't actually do five every day. If I read five chapters, I get 17 pages of notes. So I almost have to pace myself a little <laughs> bit. That's it. And I think, I think there is well, a part of it is, look, man, rather than saying, all right, I'm going to do X number, no, just just the time, the, the just enjoying it. And um, instead of making it a, uh, okay, I've got to do this, uh, hey, I'm going to do this, and Lord, thank you for a little bit of free time that I can just read, and a little bit of free time that I can just kind of study and meditate. That, that's, that in itself is the key. Well, and when I say I, I'm trying to do five a day, that means it made it into my phone as a reminder. Right. That same way that I remind myself to give Gabe his medicine in the morning. It's like I forget otherwise. To me, it, I couldn't stick to it, and I didn't feel bad about not being able to stick to it because that first day that I got five in, I said, okay, let's digest that for a minute. Because mm-hmm. I kind of felt like if I continued to go without digesting that first, it wasn't really... You just read you're, now you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Right. That's, right. That's exactly right. There's a hundred things out there that can get in the way, and you're the only one, I guess, that can really protect that seed. That seed is a very valuable thing that you're, you're the one who's got to make sure it gets down into that heart. Right. And where, that it, where it can bear something, and, and it can give you an opportunity to do something for his good. And I think that's the part that when you talk about it multiplying, people start to think about well, what does that mean? That's right. all. That can be a lot of different things. It's all good things. God wants good things. That's a simple, that, that's yeah. another one of my notes from this week. I've been saying God's, is, God's simple, God's not complicated. They're, those two aren't the same. I'm taking God's simple out of my, my vocabulary. Right. There ain't nothing simple about God. Right. That, that, anyway. But he's not complicated. No. They don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive. He's not simple, but he doesn't. He doesn't complicate. That's right. You just have to go. You, you seek him, and he'll he'll answer everything else. The deceiver's ultimate purpose of existing mm-hmm. is to throw junk at you and get in your way, just to trip you. I mean, to to, to try to keep well, you away from God. That that to me is. Um, I don't know. I think I would. Uh, that's almost elevating our importance uh, because here's okay. the thing. Okay. His ultimate. His ultimate uh, goal is to do anything he can to try to defeat defeat the enemy, his, his enemy. Well, he's not. And so since he is a defeated foe, and he knows he's a mm-hmm. defeated foe, then he's going to do everything he can to embarrass, to to lessen the glory, to lessen the, the fame of, of, of the Lord. He's going to do everything he can to try to embarrass make God. a mockery of that. Yeah. So how does he do that oftentimes? Well, hey, if he can get his uh, children to trip up or get his children to act a fool, you know, uh, then yeah, that that is it. So I think his ultimate his ultimate goal is not necessarily for for us just to trip up, but it's ultimately. I mean, there's a there's a bigger picture there. There's a bigger prize he wants to to have happen, if you will. Of hey, how embarrassing is that to the kingdom? How embarrassing is that? You know, anything he can do to rob God of His glory, uh, he will try. Yeah, God wants us to seek Him out of love. It's mm-hmm. his love for us, and but the the devil doesn't mess with us for. It's it's not about it's not about his hatred of us. He could care less about us, right? He, he well, he God. hates you, yeah. He, still well, killing, destroying. Yeah, he, well, I guess he hates everything. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's the epitome the epitome of evil. So yeah, yeah, anything that is good, 
Yeah. He's going to hate. Yeah. And, uh, but we aren't his star rival. God's uh, who he's after, uh, and, and we're just hey, a, yeah. a pawn. You're kind of like, um, <laughs> I don't even know if this is a good illustration. Um, listen, I've, I've used it before. Uh, I've made no bones about it. I don't like the Cowboys. I don't like the Eagles. Anybody in the NFC East because they play against. But, listen, Cowboy fans, when Cowboys when the Cowboys actually win, I just don't even like being around them. I mean, really? Why? Because they are – and, and I think there's a piece of there that that's kind of like that. I hate to compare myself to the devil, but it is that I don't, man. I can't. I don't like them or their fans. Yeah, you know, I pull against the team. And we I talked about that. Don't be an eagle fan. Yeah, was don't a, be an eagle the fan. Name, the title of that, now, uh, but don't do not call this the cowboy fans or yeah. uh, saints because no. they're not. But, well, but I'll, I'll be objective. But you can understand. I I just I can't, I can't like them. Why? Because well, because we're America's team. Man, yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think there's a piece of that that, hey, you, you are, because you belong to God, okay, therefore now, you, because he, that's his enemy, now, now you're his enemy because right. he hates your guts too. Yeah, yeah. He's got to, he, he has to come after you more the more you're seeking God. Right. Well, well, it's kind of like this. Why would he even mess with you? Right. If you're not doing anything for the kingdom, yeah. you're, you're sitting on the sidelines and basically not, you're not, not doing a thing for God's glory. Man, I want you to stay asleep. Yeah. You know, it's one of don't, I, I don't want to make, uh, if, if the star player or, or and I hate to use the word star player, if, if that linebacker, if think about it and drawing up plays, if that linebacker ain't getting in the backfield, mm-hmm. do I need to pull a, a running back away from blocking yeah. outside to go get him? Yeah. No, Why, leave him be. He's, he's, he's not doing anything. Yeah. If anything, let him just keep doing it. Because he's not bothering us a bit. I think when I listened back to the show and you gave the, the example of the football play, when I said he's been running the same place as Genesis 3. We just talked about it last yeah. week. And you say, yeah, at, and every single time we fall for yeah. it. And I, all I could see was that in my head. Like, yep, yep. I we literally just told you that. And, 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 and it's one of, and I think, too, you know, oftentimes when, uh, when we're tempted, we, we want to blame, oh, that's the enemy. Well, James tells us, look, we're, we're tempted by our own. Mm-hmm. We, we don't need much help. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we don't need any help because our own selfish desires, our own selfish lusts, we, we, we will be tempted by ourselves oftentimes. Now, that doesn't say the enemy doesn't oftentimes bring stuff in, but oftentimes it's us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, I've, I've met the, the worst enemy or I've met the enemy and he's myself, yeah. uh, so to speak. I think I do that a lot. I mean, I yeah. think I create my own chaos like yeah. crazy. I, I, I may not even need the enemy's no, uh, doing much. I don't. I, I don't need it at all. I, I can do it sure totally enough, fine on my. Mind. <laughs> I can sure enough step into it. Yeah, I, I, I've got to kind of get a little bit into some of my the stuff that I thought about this week. That I don't know how much I want to get into because it could take sixty. It could take the entire hour if I wanted to do it. But I will. I want to talk about it a little bit more, and I want to get your thoughts on it a little bit more, kind of on this because. There was something that uh, last week that term spiritual battle you kept talking about. Right, right. Well, you didn't keep talking about it. I just kept yeah, hearing it in my head. It was on your mind. It was on my mind. Right. And then, but then you said it on the show, and I thought, ah, oh, there it is. So I went right. back looking for it. And it's like, you hadn't said it anywhere, but it's been on my mind. <laughs> and it, the only place it took me back to a different time that I could kind of reference. Is, okay, I remember that being from that time. I can tell that we're talking about that, but I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought on this real hard, you know, for a day or two after the show last week. And... I felt like it was important to God. I didn't feel like it was a big thing that he was asking for, but I felt like it was it, it was important, but it wasn't going to take very long. Right. But we got to handle this. And long story short, for the sake of the time, 
we, we, I couldn't understand why we were going back to this because at that point that this conversation was taking place, I was in a pretty good spot with God. I felt like I was. I'm not saying that I'm was great, but I was relative to <laughs> relative selection to everything else around it. It wasn't that bad, right. you know. But I couldn't understand why, and I started thinking, well, maybe it's just that was the point. I was in a good spot there, and you had said a couple of weeks back on the show, you got to go back to the last place you heard God when you right. were listening, right? And or when you're not sure, or you're lost, or you're looking for a decision. And I had done that recently. We talked about it last week. I went back to two days before that and listened to the show. But he hadn't, I hadn't gone back to that last time I'd heard from him, like at that level. We've been doing, a, I've, I felt like I, he started to kind of point out, hey, you've done a lot of work on things that you've done recently. Mistakes right. recently, we've looked at them, we've looked at them, but there's some old school ones that we hadn't gone back and reviewed yet, and, and maybe we need to nail some of this stuff down. I thought, okay, but I didn't do nothing wrong back then, so I don't know what you got yeah, to say. Yeah. You <laughs> but go. I'll listen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he didn't take long. <laughs> he got mm-hmm. to it pretty quick. But I finally, at some point, I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I get, you know, healing, growing, da 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 But what is it? You, I mean, is anybody need to apologize to me? He said, yeah, how about me? Yeah. Well, why didn't you apologize to me yet? I said, uh, did I not? Yeah. <laughs> I forget. But I, I look yeah. back at it, and it's like, no – I was at a good spot at that time, and I didn't take off running away from God. I didn't have a plan to leave God and walk away and do things on my own or anything like that. Right. But I was at a pretty comfortable spot, and I said, "I'm, a, you know, I just kind of let it, let it sit for a while, and then you slip away and you don't realize it." And I couldn't tell you when it actually, what the inflection point was where I fell over the cliff, but I think that's why he didn't take me there. He took me back to the top of the hill and said, "This is where you messed up. The right. first step." It, it, but what really. Huh. I said, I said, I'm sorry, and it was sincere, and, and I, I, I really was sorry, but it wasn't, still wasn't it either. What finally, I guess, was his point, it seems like, is that he said, okay, yeah, but that's, you're apologizing for messing up. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm asking you for. The enemy uses my kids against me because he knows that's my soft spot. Mm-hmm. God knows how to use them in my, for, for the benefit, yeah, too. sure he does. So I start looking at this and saying, okay, at that time that I'm walking away, from, and I'm, I'm, I'm not intentionally walking away, but I've kind of walked, I've, I've got my I've turned away from God and I'm kind of drifting away. He had to sit there and watch every single step I was taking in the wrong direction, knowing every single thing that was about to happen. And then he had to sit and watch it all. Yeah. That, didn't, that wasn't pretty. Yeah. Now, and then not only the, the damage that I caused to myself and other people, all the pain that I felt, all the, all the anger, all the, everything that I did, he felt that 10 times more, all, infinitely more. Mm-hmm. And... Then when I turn that back around and think about that from a father's perspective, see, I always think about things with God from me being the child, okay? But mm. I can't really see the love if I'm seeing my... Think about this. You always tell your kids, I love you more than anything. The way I love you more. Mm-hmm. Love you. Nope, they don't ever believe you, but you always get to win that because you know they can't prove otherwise. They, right. they physically can't know what it's like to the way you love them, right? right? But by showing me the pain that I had caused God... He showed it to me from the loving father's side, not the angry father. It showed just the breaking his heart kind of thing. Right. And then it, I said, oh, now I understand why I needed to apologize. You, right. I created a lot of pain that you had to suffer through also. And then I sat there and complained the entire time about how much pain I was feeling when you were feeling 10 times more. And, uh, and, and you saw this coming the entire time. And then when you also kind of wrap a hit... I said before we started recording, it was like a shot of Novocaine. It hurt like crazy for about two seconds mm-hmm. when this hit me. 
but it immediately eased into forgiveness and grace. It's like, no, 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 we just went there so you'd understand how much I do love you. Right. Okay? Now you got it. Let's try to learn from that and let's remember that next time that it's not about you. It's not always about what you, you know. You've got to stay focused on on what I'm telling you to stay focused on, not letting yourself go get distracted by all the little things that aren't going right day in and day out because you see how that went last time. And, right. Um, I don't know. At, at the end of the day, it was an interesting tie into all of it because it wasn't just about the, it wasn't really about the conviction. It wasn't no. about the guilt from, no. he didn't bring this no. up to make me feel bad. He really didn't. I felt bad for a second. Right. So he could use that to show me, this is how much I love you. That's how bad it hurt. Yeah. I got, I got two questions on, on this. During that time, when you, when you went back and you thought about it, and you went back and you reflected on whatever it was. Was there a time uh, during that time when it was live, mm-hmm. not not looking back on uh, instant replay, right. but when it was when you were when you were going through? Uh, were there warning signs? Did, did God send little things to say, "Hey, man, this isn't right. This isn't right." I'm just curious. And, and the reason I ask is I, I wanted to just kind of bring out two things. Yeah. Uh, one is I, I believe that uh, for a child of God, I think there are going to be warning signs i just wanted to to just see okay were, were you seeing that did you see you know maybe maybe the lord was trying to convince you and i know oftentimes we can get to a place where our mind is made up and he can mm-hmm. he he can convict us and that sometimes is our conscience gets seared sometimes we don't want to hear it sometimes we're just going to do what we're going to do and i'll regardless. tell you what i'll tell you the answer to that is i was impatient I remember that very well. I remember the right. whole thing. It was painful, and I was ready to get to the other side because I knew once I was on the other side and this was over, everything right. would be fine. Sure. Right? It doesn't matter if I rushed the decision or not. The right. decision was not about what it should have been about. I'm, that decision was about me. 100% that decision was about me. Right. I and I do under that was the very first step that I figured out in all this is that I made that decision based on me, right. not based on anything else. Right. And I thought I was, but I was not. I got you. So that was mistake number one, and I thought, okay, God, glad we settled that. And that's where he, that was, what you're asking me about now was step one, not, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, why I had to go back to that. And I, I think any time that we are either tempted or we are having to make those decisions, and we've talked about making those decisions. Sometimes it's a, uh, making a decision between what's good and what's best. It didn't always have to be a sin. Uh, but I think there are times when, okay, this is a choice that I'm going to choose to go outside of God's will, to go against what I know he's told me. Uh, and, and I think there are times when he gives us those warning lights on the dashboard, uh, the little, little tire with the exclamation point, check engine light, you know, something comes up ABS with the red, uh, believe me, I got a, a older vehicle. I see it all the time. I can tell you about every one. Of I them. love your van stores. Yeah. Actually. So, so, so you see these and, and at the same time, like for me, uh, my check engine light stays on. I know why it's a catalytic converter. I got to get it cleaned out because I got to get it inspected next week. Uh, so, so I, I know, and I just, I just keep on driving. I've driven, I drove another 20,000 miles this past year with that mm-hmm. light on. Cause I know what it is. Just keep on. I'm going well, to do that with the fuel light. Yeah. Well, the, fuel, the fuel light's pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, I don't ignore it, but, but there are signs that I believe the Lord sends us sometimes whether we're, when we were about to make some decisions that says, Hey, d- here, uh, curve ahead. Well, I, you know, I got, I got a, uh, uh, some tires that I feel like I can hang this curve, and you you just basically you you take that curve too fast. And I believe there are times when, and I believe it's a part of God's love. I believe it's a part of God's mercy that when we are tempted, I believe the the Holy Spirit uses the Word of God to say, you know what, 
Ben, don't don't do this. But you know what? Oftentimes we'll do is we just push the gas faster because mm-hmm. let's get past these warning signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, uh, and I think I don't know if I've used it on this, but uh, the the in the life of David, there's a time when he has he makes some big bad mistakes. Bathsheba mm-hmm. would be this was it. He had warning signs. Yeah. He, his own commander told him. Mm, that ain't the right thing to do, but he won't, he won't hear it. No. Just keep on. And, and I always compare that. I don't think that most men and most, most people uh, in their spiritual walk just have all of a sudden one day a big blowout just out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think what happens is we have a little leak here, a little leak there, and slowly but surely we begin to lose tire pressure that, yeah, then it becomes a blowout. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was. I mean, if you watch, uh, Uriah uh, didn't didn't follow suit. Uriah was. I mean, you you can see da- David was like to the point of, all right, I'm just going to. And then he ha- has the man killed. You know, takes it takes his wife as as his own. I mean, there's a whole bunch of mistakes David makes there. A whole bunch of sins, and he had warning signs, but yeah. he just chose. And so I think those warning signs are God's way of saying, don't do this, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And then I think also. I think not only is that part of it, but, but you know, those warning signs are part of God's love. But you also see, and you, you hit the nail on the head, we, I don't think we, we totally understand um, that when we sin, we're not just hurting ourselves. Uh, we're not just hurting our family. Man, it breaks the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And, and as a dad, you get this, and as a dad, mm-hmm. I get it. That, man, when, when my kids do something and it hurts them, man, it hurts me worse. You know, and it just, oh, man, why are these, you know, I've some issues right now with my own children of having, they're having to make some decisions that I'm kind of like, man, this is, this is killing me because I, I, I want him to make the right decisions. At the same time, I want him to do what's best for, for him that's going to help him in the long run. So, so yeah, as a, as a loving father, which God is, yeah, that, those warning signs are there to warn you. And if you barrel right through them, I'm sure it breaks his heart. But more importantly, the suffering and the times that we basically say, you know what, God, I, I know what you've said. You, I know, I think I know better. I mean, it, it literally is sticking the the finger at the nose and just saying, you know, you you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so yeah, it, it hurts God all along, and then to watch us suffer, that's even more. I feel like I, I'm. I really want to think about this because I definitely know I have warning signs. I don't know if I'm talking, if we're talking about a slightly different time window, then I can tell you hundred percent I had warning signs. You fast forward about three, four, five, six months. Yeah. I saw plenty of them. Right. Um, Uh, I mean, I can summarize it in a very high level, super quick. I was at a good spot with God. Things got challenging. I was still good with God as things were challenging. And then eventually I kind of got to a point where things were less challenging and I kind of, I, I said I can handle it now. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Like, uh, thanks for getting me. Th- that was another thing that really, th- that God said in all of this is, I carried you through the storm. Yeah. And then you said, I'm good now, thanks. Then, then you almost got too big for your britches. It, not totally. It wasn't yeah. about. I totally got too big for my yeah. britches. I said, thanks for getting me through it. I got yeah. it now. Uh, see ya. Thank see ya. you. Yeah. That to me was the warning sign was that, yeah, he got me through the, the storm and I was cool, and he's sitting there saying, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, that was that was the tough part. Why are you leaving now? Yeah. I mean, what was the point of this? Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not your fire insurance. I'm not your uh, life jacket. I'm not your. You know, I, I think that's the thing is God. God's not looking to be our life jacket and our our uh, you know uh, break in case of emergency. 
the fire alarm. Sometimes what happens is the Lord begins to take those warning signs away because, well, you ain't paying attention to them. Kind of like my check engine light. It probably, the, the bulb on it's about, about burned out. So uh, I, I ain't got to worry about it too much longer. Or I can take a piece of black tape and put over it yeah. and just ignore it. Yeah. Well, that's not what we're supposed to do. I'm just, I, I just, I, I, I was kind of wanting to, uh, and again, I wasn't trying to bring up anything other than just to say, hey, I, I believe there are times when God shows his love to us of, one, those warning signs. But number two is, as a, as a dad, that, hey, I'm concerned about you. I don't yeah. want you to, I, don't hurt yourself, man. And then to watch us go through that, yeah, that that's that's heartbreaking. Yeah, I... Heck with it. What 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 have we not shared at this point? <laughs> well, I, and, and I know this is going to be a lot to edit out. Oh yeah, there we I don't want you to. Yeah, no 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 no. That'd, that'd be that'd be fine. Of, but I will say this: this is this is a. I hate to say this, but it's the truth. God knows the truth. It ain't going y'all ain't gonna judge me anymore than you already have. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Um, I I probably knew at that time. I did know at that time that I've been. I've been behaving myself and trying to be really good, and I've, I'm, and, above, and, I've, and I'm in a good enough spot now that I can probably get away with some stuff, and I'll still pull myself back. I mean, I'm telling right. you, I, I probably not that far below the surface knew daggone well what I was doing. Right. I just thought that I, it won't last long, and God won't get too far away, and I'll get right back to it. It was the most. I said earlier, I didn't, you know, I was, I didn't actively walk away. No, I probably did. I did walk. I probably actively walked away a little bit from the fact that. I'll still see you on Sunday, but the the other one sixty sevens on me. It started it it, it, and, it, and it and I didn't flip a light switch. It, it went you know one sixty two, one fifty eight, one forty seven, one thirty two, and yep. the next thing you know, it's back down to one, and then you're not even getting that one. A, l- a little leak of air here, yeah. A little leak of air there, yeah. And next thing you know, you you do have a blowout, or that tire's so worn out that there's no tread, and one day you're going down the interstate, and next thing you know, it's it's done past you. Yeah, uh, or it's falling apart, and you look behind the window. It wasn't an active decision to sit there and say, "I'm, I'm, I, by God, don't love you no. anymore." It wasn't that. It was I don't think just it ever a, is. It was what you said. It was what you said. It was. Uh, it it was. Just, I got this. Yeah, I got this. And, now. and, and I don't think it. I, I and, I, <coughs> and I, well, I will say this. I said it. I said I don't think it ever is. Now I think there are times it may be. But most of the time, we don't wake up one morning and just say, all right, I am leaving you, uh, God, I don't want nothing to do with you. Or, or hey, I think, again, it's just those little times. And I think, I think it goes back to be sober, be on the alert, because those are the things that, that distract. Those are the things that um, uh, make it so that you, you do wake up out, out in left field rather than, hey, you were on the pitcher's mound. Yeah. How in the world did you get out there? Yeah. Well, it was one step at a time and maybe one small decision or those kind of things. So I don't think it's just a sprint. Oftentimes it's not a sprint that we sprint away. Yeah. It's it's a little step here and a little step there. I think the, the analogy, if we've got the show called the other 167, it, it is the 162 to 157 to mm-hmm. 151 to 144. Yeah. Those, yeah. and, and until then, then you get back into the, well, how much is it? Yeah. And I think if I wanted to... to Take that word warning sign and say, you know, 
Were there warning signs back then? Yeah. If you said warning sign to me now and said it applies to something, I think right now is the warning sign. I feel right. like he's taking me back to that point and saying, "Now let's let's take inventory for a second, okay?" Yeah, and that's and that's I kind of said this. I, and I kind of said this in the text to you the other day. I think I can't really remember it was long, right. but it was kind of like he said, "All right, well," because that was the first the first question I asked when he asked me when when I started thinking about this. Why are we going back there? Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. That was a time that I was at a pretty good spot. Things you know, I don't I don't really know. Well, listen, but it was a tough time, and God was helping me through it. Lately, has been a tough time, and God's been helping me through it. Right. What happened last time? Got through the tough time and walked away. Is that, could it just be that warning? Like, hey, you've been here before. Right. And do you want to replay what happened from exactly this point? Tough time, close to the end of it, hopefully. Right. What, what, I'm, what I'm sitting here thinking about is, you know, sometimes God may take us back to those um, to those painful times, uh, not under a, a manner of condemnation or, or guilt, because we've talked about that. God, God does because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8, 1. So he's not taking you back and, and condemning you. I think oftentimes he'll take us back. Uh, it may be something we need to still confess to him. But I think oftentimes it may be that he's wanting you to make sure you got this lesson down pat. Uh, because you, you just mentioned something and I think it's one of, Hey, you, you, you are about to go, or you, you, you see a little light at the end of the tunnel and we're praying about some, some things happening that maybe he's saying, all right, now, sometimes you have to review, especially think back to your elementary days. You may have to review some of the basic rules of addition or the basic rules of subtraction and multiplication in order to do the next step, which is long division. No. And uh, the kids out there are saying, what's long division? We don't even do that no more. But, but to do long division. And then it, once you get those steps of long division, then it becomes algebra and geometry, and you begin to learn those theorems. And, and I think it's almost like the Lord saying, all right, maybe, maybe go back and review theorem 4-4 uh, because we're about to, you know, you buy, I'm about to show you something else, but I don't want you to. I, I, just, I just know that as a loving father, sometimes you do that just to say, hey, man, you remember when X happened? Hey, let's make sure we got it nailed down. And uh, it's it's almost like um, a football coach analogy. You could do that. Hey, you you know when you see when you see that player coming across the line and he's darting in. All right, he's going straight. The end comes in. He's darting straight for the running back. Now you can go to go to the outside. All right, all right. So so if you see that, then. Uh, you 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 get to where you know all right that's the play we need to run or that's we need to avoid handing the ball off if that's what he's doing. I I couldn't possibly agree with what you're saying more in terms right. of getting that feeling because that's something I had thought about a little bit this week. I think I kind of maybe underplayed that one part um, of it that I'll get to in a second. I guess, right. but yeah, I definitely realized oh okay that was the last time I was at a pretty good spot overall mm-hmm. in in terms of you know being in a, in a consistent walk with God. I could definitely understand why we need to revisit these things. But it was towards the end of it that I started to think, no, it's actually more similar than that. It was a really hard time that I was at. It was a time that God had helped me through. He helped me through it. And then I just leave him standing there on the beach and say, thanks, I got yeah. it now. Yeah, yeah. And so, so to my, my, I think up to this point, my thought process has been, okay, that's, before you can give me my ball back and let me go play again, whatever. Right. I've been saying to my mom, I feel like I've been in timeout for right. a year. You know, but um, before you can do that, you've got to do your, you, you've got to address this. 
But the other part I hadn't really thought of until just now when I said it was the end of that statement where I said, once he got me through the storm is when I walked away. Well, I sure hope that that's the point of it now that he's telling me the storm's almost over and before the sun comes back out, let's make sure we stick around this time. I don't want to pin it all on that and say, now I know that because that's not necessarily the way it's going to go. But I think there is, regardless of whether, that part doesn't matter. He's the same either way. And his part doesn't change in that either way. Not just when things are fixed and when everything's okay. But that dependence, that has to stay always. That's right. Things go good, that's, that's great. Things go bad, they have regardless. to go good. But I got, I got to look back at it and, and laugh a little bit at the fact that if it were to be, hey, you know what, before I, I can't just turn you loose after delivering you from a bad situation. Clearly precedent says that doesn't end well. So can we discuss this first before right. we just hand, I don't know if I'm going to hand you out next week or next year or whatever, right. but you can't go back out till you right. figure that out. Because, but, but, and, and, that, and that could very well be. I mean, that's... I mean, I seriously never thought about it till just now that that's, it, it wasn't just about, oh, this is where you messed up before. Mm-hmm. The scenarios are very, very similar, more similar than I maybe realized in the sense that it was tough and then it got easier. But it didn't get easier in, re- in reality. Right. The situations got easier. Right. And then I took over con- messing things up and destroying my life. You know, it's, it was just a handoff, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> just tag me back in. You, you, you took control. <laughs> it's like, I'll take it from right. here. I can ruin things from here now. Thank right. you. Uh, That's right, and and, and it may be, I'm just saying, that oftentimes I believe the Lord does do that, do walk us through. I mean, I think you see it more in the Old Testament. Uh, He warns the children of Israel before they're about to go into the promised land, all right, you're going to go in the promised land. And when you get there, you're going to be uh, drinking from wells you didn't dig. You're going to be uh, living in houses you didn't necessarily build. In other words, you're going to go into the promised land. I'm giving it to you. And it's a good land. And so, but when you get there, don't forget me. And then they would do it. And then he would remind them again. And he said, all right. I'm going to take you back through. And when you get to this place, you'll forget me, but I'm trying to tell you not to. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I think oftentimes the, the Lord does do that just to kind of say, all right, let's make sure this doesn't happen or, or to say, put up safeguards to say, all right, if this did, we're not going back. Yeah. Those kind of things. And I think there was the, what I said about showing me the loving side through the, the painful part of it. I think that was a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. It's cool. God can multitask. He can do like he can teach you like four or five things in one right. in one thing. That's exactly right. Um, <laughs> but I think the really the, the biggest thing to me that has been okay. I'm sitting here thinking, that, why? Come on, right now you worried about me? I'm doing a podcast with the preacher. No, I ain't gonna slip no, now. No, no. I'm in a good spot now. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah. That's why we're that's going back. It's right. <laughs> because that's what you that's think. As I, as I like to say all the time, uh, unguarded strength is a double weakness. Yeah. And oftentimes we, we get into a, a you know, we'll, we'll get into a lull or we'll think, okay, I'm good here. I got this. No, you want to you wanna keep that guard up, be sober, be alert, and always be ready. Uh, because, yeah, you, you, we can fall into some of those same traps. That uh, even regardless of, hey, I preach every Sunday, but... John Brown, I still get tempted. Well, how much I'm is still... so? This is kind of changing gears a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's playing right off of what you just said in a way too. I do feel like kind of coinciding with all of this has been a lot of really just interesting, clear instructions if, mm-hmm. or guidelines, maybe of work. Of like, there's some things with work to to maybe. Right. I'm seeing a picture of what could be a really cool thing. I don't know if it's God's plan or not, but it's right. definitely something that I could see as it would be of it would be something that's of Him. I'll right. put it that way. Um, I see a really good opportunity. Okay, good. okay. But, but put it this way: <laughs> too many people in 
the financial services industry like to go and use God as a leverage point to meet sure. people and do this kind of stuff. And it's there's so much, it's so disingenuous mm-hmm. that I'm afraid of being too successful on a podcast about God that people think I'm doing that to get business or being right. successful with business and people thinking that I'm doing it's, it's all these things people can think about different stuff. But one thing I thought about the if you didn't proclaim to be anything about Jesus, you just acted like him. Mm-hmm. Just act like him. Right. You can make a ton of money in financial services by just telling the truth and yeah. clarifying things for people and just telling people things. Yeah. Just simple things yeah. like that. And and just it, being it was truthful. Kind of a weird thing because as I put that in my mind, it's like, okay, well, if I were to try to be more like Jesus and being more like Jesus in this industry led to success in whatever way you define that. Mm. Would that be something that I should feel bashful about? Would that be something that I should like wake up and bust my butt every day to try to do whatever it is he's telling me to do in that way? Because there's nothing he didn't say anything about what I had to do with the money or what right. I had to, I keep it and give it away. I mean, it doesn't. It's not about that. It's about showing. That's right. Yeah, and I then would as say I re- ladder. Well, and then as I record the podcast, right. as I'm starting to do this more, I get into stuff and I start thinking. Well, uh, should how do we say this? And if I say something this way, is this going to make the people that listen to this other right. podcast think different things and all this kind of stuff? And then it all really has started to come. To, it's like it's the other one sixty seven, right? right? If you want to be the one sixty seven, then you better live the one sixty seven out there. And you know what? If you do it the right way, there might be something cool out of that. Yeah. You know, that could. I mean, there's, and frankly, there's a business opportunity. Yeah. In it. There's, yeah. I do Lord, think that in, a, in an industry in right. an industry that struggles to find truth, right. Acting more like Jesus seems like it'd be a smart thing to do, <laughs> even yeah, if you were. I, right. I mean, so if it's that kind of takes me, I guess, to the question I was eventually going to ask if I had one. The Denzel Washington speech that we've talked uh-huh. about before, I've never quite been able to figure this one out and agree with it, and I may still not. But he says in there, true desire in the heart for anything good is God's proof sent beforehand that it's already yours. Mm. Yeah. That seems, I don't necessarily think that, but then at the same time, asking yeah. you shall receive. So, I mean, yes, there's, the, but that's yeah, one that I kind of struggle with, with here. There's, yeah. there's a theology out there called. I David, think that's David where David I got David. to the point, by the way, the, I'm getting all these thoughts out of order, but right. that was what kind of led me to the, the question earlier of if you're seeking God instead of seeking that will, that accept, right. I'll, I'll accept it. Right. No, if you go seek him, he may show you something that does give you that energy and that desire to, that you can kind of see that. It may not be a specific will, but you see the direction. But the direction you're going isn't after. It's not in the direction of the of the object at the end of it. Right. It's following him. Yeah. He 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 is the object we see, and he, he puts those objects in front of you that, that may create that excitement right. and that that joy and that peace. And that's all that's the back half of, of six thirty three, and the rest will be added unto you. <laughs> we we want to, we want all the rest added unto us. Period. Yeah. And and no, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Make that the desire of your heart. Not not all the and the rest will be added unto you. I don't. It ain't the rest that I'm interested in. I want his kingdom, his righteousness. Now the back to the Denzel. Sometimes I, that's kind of a name it, claim it, and you have to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, again, yeah, seek and you shall find. Keep asking, keep knocking. You know those kind of things. It's kind of you know one of the things that I. I talked to you about uh, recently was all right. Well, well, what do you need? Mm-hmm. Well, let's pray for that. What do you need? Let's pray for that. Don't don't you know if you need X, God knows you need it. But there's a there's a form of dependence there. There's a humility that says, God, you, it comes from you. Well, and before you can if, so tying it back to the big topic, or the second half of the show, or the second seventy five percent of the show. Um, <laughs> 
This is going to be it, a two-parter. It, it is going to be. It won't be by the time I edit it out. <laughs> this will end up being the shortest yeah. episode ever. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. But um, if, if you were to take that and, and say, okay, let's run with Garrett's little theory there. Yeah, before you could go do anything like that, you got to get, get – okay, well, if the calling is – and I said a couple weeks ago, I'm bad to put words in God's mouth, might be doing right. it again. That, that, but if that's the calling, play a little hypothetical game – well, then before you can go out and act like Jesus, you've got to make sure that you've handled everything else that we need to button up, and especially the one back there where we, you're, you're ignoring the most. Maybe not chasing us, but it's one of to help grow us and to help us to, to see those areas and to help to him. You know, it, it can be numerous things that he brings that he might be saying, all right, I'm getting you to a new level of uh, intimacy with me, a new level of growing in me. Uh, and it may be recalling some things in the past. It may be some things we never thought of. And that's where I always want to look at, okay, is this, this things that are in my life right now, all right, God, how are you going to use this to grow me? Or how is it going to be used to, to bring you, you glory? Because that's ultimately what we want. Yeah, and I think that when, I'm ADD now, but um, mm-hmm. when you play through these things in your head, him taking me back to that particular point seems particularly ironic now right. where I, it wasn't even an hour ago, right? Because it's not just that, oh, well, that was kind of a point where things were okay. The fact that I was at a peaceful place with God is, I think, the exact point. And it's brought back to last week when we talked about of slipping into that trap of feeling comfortable, not being right. uh, alert and sober and all these types of things, that maybe that was maybe the ultimate example of, of that for me. To say, okay, good job. You pointed out and, and caught on that we ruined Sunday. Nice. Good catch. Yeah. Noticing that we also managed to slip up and ruin Thanksgiving. Now, are we ever going to talk about how you ruined your thirties? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. like, yeah. can we get back to that point? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. then let's talk about what's going to happen tomorrow. But until we can get right. to that point, yeah, I think I think God does that oftentimes. Yeah. Uh, of hey, if we can learn the basics, yeah, you can learn a whole lot. You can you can do just about everything else. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think if there's a, a movie analogy of that, and I'm sure there is. There's got to be. And I don't even want to do, gosh, I'm going to do Karate Kid. You know, show me paint the floor, paint, paint the wall. You know, yeah. Danielson didn't know he was doing all that, and then next thing you know, he's Kung Fu Master. I don't know that it ever works out like that, but I think sometimes the Lord does have us do those little things or maybe cause those, recalls those little things to, all right, building us up so that we can do something more. That that could be it. This is a terrible, weak analogy, and it's not even a good movie to to use. Well, it's a good movie. Days of Thunder. Remember that movie (laughs) in National Yeah. There's a part there where... Burns. Yeah. Cole Trickles hit everything in the Southeast in the first four or five races there, and they're working on some stuff, and they're in the grandstands at a practice, and Harry says, there's one more thing we hadn't covered, and tires, you got to worry about the tires. They've worked on all these other things, but they hadn't done tires. That kind of was the, if there was a movie analogy that I felt like yeah, I got that night, it was work. kind of that. Like, we've been working on a lot of stuff, but we haven't really gotten to the important yeah. thing yet. Yeah. How, but there was really no, but I also don't up. think there was any reason to get to the important thing yet, because it was too simple for me to understand six months ago. We had to build to that point where we could go back and say, now do you understand how silly this was? But regardless, the point of it was, you, you don't ever let up. Like, you can't, right. you, you've, you, wouldn't, you are never immune to that. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. And again, yeah, you thought you weren't, and you gave up a Sunday. Yeah, you thought you were, and you gave up this. And now you think you're so much, you're yeah. so much higher than you and were you then. Got it. Yeah. How'd you feel back then? About like I do now. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you want a warning sign? Yeah, that, I got the warning sign this week. I don't feel yeah. like the warning sign was from you. It was maybe this that's week. It. Maybe, <laughs> and, that, and maybe that's it. Maybe there are times when it is a, a warning sign out of the blue that we didn't even recognize as a warning sign. Yeah. I can believe that. I mean, I believe God cares enough about us. That he, I believe he would do just about anything to to put those in our lives to say, all right, let, let's not go through this again. Yeah. Let, let's not let's not drop it again or drop the ball or whatever we did or didn't do. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that I've tried to remember this week is that it's not really about what the point is. The point is about seek him and, and just keep working that That's every single it. day. Keep going down that and just don't worry about the rest. Yeah. You you worry about him. But I'm telling you, I'm getting to the point. I'm about to just quit talking when I feel like things are good. Every time I feel like, oh, Nazca, no, I'm about to do something embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, so, just, <laughs> but uh, but I think it is one of hey, that's that's a, that's stay humble. Yeah. That, hey, Lord, yeah, thank you. Yeah. That we've gotten to this place. It's only by your grace. Yeah. Well, I told my son the other day he was he had a he was afraid of something, and I had to tell him, look, man. There's a hundred thousand things in the world that can be you can be afraid of. Yeah, I mean, there's tons, and there's things that are nothing, and there's things that are serious. And if you worry yourself sick about them, then that's all you'll do is worry about them. The, the, one of the best gifts God gave you is He promised to take care of all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that. That's it. Um, sometimes it's just taking your own fatherly advice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, position heal thyself. There you go. And yeah. uh, it is oftentimes if I listen to myself, hey, I preached about that, but I sure didn't listen to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think there are times when I think God uses that that father son uh, parent relationship that, um, that to teach us more than we'll ever know. He does, but I'll tell you something that's been really cool lately. I'm seeing myself more in my kids lately in mm-hmm. all three of them and seeing both sides of that, that dynamic some I, I see a lot of things that all three of them do they don't act like me they act like i should act right with god okay <laughs> yeah gabe wants to talk non-stop right always wants to talk always wants to talk to me reese always wants to show me something always yeah. wants you know let's do this together. let's do that Christian is the funnest kid to have, to have a conversation with i told my mom right. the other day i realize now like why me and him butt heads a lot of times because I get my kids make me a hypocrite more than anything in the world. All I do is tell them to quit doing stuff I do. Right. <laughs> they right. do the same that's stuff right. I do all the time. I say, that's God using those kids again. But Christian in particular lately has been he approaches me so many ways that I should be approaching God that I don't. Right. With just that total dependence and that frankly neediness. But that shows me that. And then they also show me their stubbornness and their worrying and their all this other stuff. So it's been a good chance for me to see both sides of that relationship. Not just the fatherly side, but then also, okay, this is what I can do to be to give right. him more of those good feelings that I get as a father, maybe. That's right. So. That's right. Well, I don't know how long we've uh, been talking, but thanks for buckling hey, up for this, brother. I don't, I don't know, know what this uh, what that's, <laughs> I can't wait to see the edit. This one might be out three weeks from now. Well, I appreciate man. it, man. Thank you, dude. Always, brother. Yeah, man. I, 